0: <laughs> hey, it's high noon. It's time for the Altacast here on Mutiny. MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. It is not a CPCL week, it is a Latoya week. Yay! She's going to be giving me a call on one of these media relatively soon, about 10 minutes. I'm super excited about that here in the update. The news of the day, I, you know, of course I don't pay attention to news. I hide in a barrel of whiskey and come out for free ice cream days. Actually lately it hasn't been whiskey, it's been beer. Oh, my beer belly. People be thinking I'd be pregnant. Nope, nope, that's a menopausal beer, pe- beer belly. Thank you very much. No, it's, that's not true. My belly's pretty flat, I'm fine. I'm just being hyperbolic. Um, So, I'm going to try today to be in a really good mood and not complain. i got a bunch of shows um, in Pacifica later today at Winter's Tavern, doing some comedy in the afternoon up there, and then tonight at Asiento, it's sold out. Yeah! I mean, you can still come by and get a drink or something, but all the tables are sold which is amazing and makes me so happy. And uh, fuck yeah, I think is what you say to that. Got a great lineup tonight. Andrew Van all the way out of LA, super funny guy. Also, Narek barbaric. he won a contest. And so he is up tonight along with FC Sierra, who I love. She is hilarious. Who else is on the show tonight? I'm such a jerk. I can never remember all five names because there's just too many. And today I'm booking the rest of June out just so I can be done with it because I've been booking them individually and I, and I just need to bite the bullet and just get them all done. Anyway, so that's what's happening with me. Lots and lots and lots of comedy here with Mutiny Radio Presents. This Saturday, we've got Titans of Comedy at Atlas Cafe. That's great. And then third Thursday of the month, we're back at the Bar at Dolores. And the last Sunday of the month, we are at Bar at Dolores. Every Wednesday at Asiento, every Saturday at Atlas. Getting it done, friends. Lots and lots and lots of comedy for you. Come on out. Uh, It's free to reserve, but you just buy two items and all the food is delicious. I mean, Asiento has, I love a a bunch of things they do. Like, everything's really good. queso fundido and the, I don't want to get too hungry right now the bocadilla is really good and the shrimp ceviche is awesome a lot of people love the quesadilla anyway and at um at atlas oh that turkey bacon avocado sandwich just murders me every time not in, I mean in a great in the best way because usually I don't eat and I'm like oh my god it's so good anyways um yeah mutiny radio presents come out and see a show And support live comedy and small businesses that are getting back to normal, are we? It's just so funny because everyone's like, oh, look, everything's back to normal. And it's like, man, that was really tough. We weathered a storm. Uh, You can always give me a call, 415 511 if you have any breaking news. I've been hearing a lot of sirens. And I I walked here today, and I saw a lot of sirens, too. I hear some coming. But everyone got their checks on the 3rd, and so everyone was high. Crack rage everywhere. Crack rage It was crazy. Uh, Oof, wow, that cop is going fast. This is a neighborhood, brother. All right, keep it safe, man. Okay, I am gonna await with bated breath the phone call from Latoya. Trying to think what else is going on. Oh, on Fridays here at the station at six o'clock, we have the comedy contest. So if you're an audience member, you get to come in for free and judge the comedians, ha! Uh, it's great because I have so many shows to book that I'm just like, I'm gonna run a contest every week and the three winners get to be booked on a show. So that takes a lot of pressure off me, which is nice. And, uh, and then I just get to run the show and enjoy it, you know? And then you get to enjoy it too, listening audience. It's it's podcast and you can actually come here live if you want, wear a mask inside. Everybody okay with that? I just tested again today. I test weekly like a sex worker just for the safety of everybody. And um, I hope everybody out there is getting vaccinated. I've seen there's a lot of new like drop-in places to get it done in the TL, which is really nice. So, herd immunity. All right, we're down at 278 121st and Florida Street in the beautiful Mission District where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's sunny today. Keep doing what you got to do to do. I'm just quoting Sh- Sean from Bug House Square. I, I listen to his show assiduously. Is that the right word for that? Constantly. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, Bug House Square on Tuesdays from 6 to 8. I'm a fan of everybody's show here. We have a new show coming, too, called Claudia and the Loaf, and it's going to be another vinyl show on Tuesday from 8 to 10. So it's going to be vinyl, vinyl, vinyl all Tuesday long, which is exciting. Last night, we had an open mic from the 8 to 10 slot, and I'll be passing that around. But now that we have shows that are going to be coming in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have an AA meeting on Thursdays, which is exciting. And I'm really happy that the station can be used for the community in a really positive way. So, yay. Okay. I'm going to put on a little music. We're going to wait for LaToya. Thanks for joining me on the AltaCast today. We'll, next week will be CPCL again. Choose Poetry, Choose Life with Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot. And new poetry from the whole crew. The whole CPCL crew. And, okay, I don't want to. Like, Let me toot my horn more. Okay. We're part of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year. Um, and it's still going to be Zoomed. But whatever. We've got five shows in it. So there's going to be three open mics where 33 poets are all going to get three minutes and then three poets from each show is chosen for a show at the end which will feature nine poets doing nine minutes. And that's going to be exciting for the Edinburgh Festival. And then we're just doing a regular show that's just us. um, So I get to read. I get to do like a 15-minute poetry reading which is incredibly exciting for me because I haven't done it in a long time excepting during this time in the zooms with the CPCL crew and i just i hadn't done it in years and so it's been so exciting to create new work and share new work and you know be a pretentious poet again i'm sorry poets it's you're not pretentious it's just me i'm the pretentious poet but i really i shouldn't speak for all poets it's like when i say all comics are soulless monsters and all poets are pretentious that's just cuz i'm a soulless monster and and i also am pretentious cuz i was a poet Oh, my glove's too pretentious for this poem. Stephen Gray said that once, it was really funny. I laughed so hard. (laughs) I used to be in that world, so. Ooh, ooh. LaToya's calling, yes! Yes, she is, of course she is. Here we go, plugging her in. Plugging her in, answer. Plug her in, I'm put this up, plug it in, hold
1: on. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Almost, almost, almost,
2: almost. I'm working this thing really good. (laughs) It's going to be, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rolling hot right now and I'm going to keep it that way. So, uh, Spug Eye Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Welcome.
0: Have
3: you seen that vigilante
0: man? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. Have, have you seen. Okay. Oh, okay. technical difficulties. That was awful. I couldn't. The problem is, um, the, the problem is with the, when I plugged you in and I had to turn off the sound on the. The other thing but it wouldn't let me because you have to press cancel a billion times remember how the studio is constantly falling apart um can, can you i can hear you really well that's great let oh, me get yeah. all of the stuff I'm, up
4: I, i'm out i'm outside so that's why i'm like all right cool okay
3: don't hear all the other background noise hello hello good day somebody's right. traveling today
0: who's tra- oh yeah i'm traveling um i have a two o'clock show In um, Pacifica, or three o'clock, excuse me. I have a three-ish show in Pacifica, and then tonight I have Asiento, and it's sold out, and I'm really excited for it, because it's going to be... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's sold out tonight, and I love it when that happens. Yeah. And it's sold out on, like, Sunday, too, which was unbelievable, meaning, like, I didn't have to do... Usually during the week I have to do a lot of work, and it's promotion work, and I hate it. I hate promoting, because I just... (laughs) I feel like I'm begging people to come see a show, and I... I just, I just wish that they were like, wanted to come see, I mean, you got to lead the horses to water and I just, I'm not real good at leading horses is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but this week, because one of my horses is a pony and everyone loves a cute pony. He's a new pony and he told all his people, he told all the horses to come see his show. So all the horses are coming to drink the water tonight and I'm excited. So, and hopefully they'll tell friends and be excited. Yeah. So, and and all, obviously, on top
4: of uh, on top of performing in front of tourists and locals in Pacifica. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Well, it's it's a double dip in day. I love to double dip. You know, two shows a day, and I I gotta try that. On, I'm it's such a bummer because Saturdays I haven't been getting. No, this Saturday I'm super booked. This Saturday's crazy for me, and I've got to figure out a ride. Actually, it's I'm. I'm booked in Castro Valley at this winery and it's already sold out too, which is crazy. I'm like, Oh my God, this week is like sold out shows. I know. I know. There's like, it's this fundraiser thing at a winery and I get a glass of wine. I'm like, Oh my God, I love wine. And, um, (laughs) and I get to perform for lots and lots of people. And, um, I'm really excited. I just have to figure out a ride. And once I figure that out, I won't freak out anymore. But, uh, yeah, I mean, life's good. I think it's, You know, like every single day is just another roller coaster of, and I don't know if it's that I'm going through menopause and it's the hormones in my body that are making me feel so out of control or if it's that the world is out of control or if it's that, you know, like, I don't know. (laughs) The world
4: is out of control, but at least it seems like you, you have some kind of control. Well, I have enough stage time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always good. Yeah. That's uh, I just learned something really fascinating. Yes. Sir. Um, so I just learned the history of marriage licenses. Really. And fun fact, yeah, here in America, because uh, the, they were talking about how you know certain uh, evangelicals love to say traditional marriage. So, but that means more of westernized. Marriage, meaning traditional marriages uh, from the non-Western culture would have been like more of like polygamy, or, or you or uh, you know many many wives or husbands, which is for polygamy anyway. Um, and then also, you know, there you know there was also you know the parents would also find you you know your husband and what have you. You had to marry them. So that is actually the technical definition of traditional marriage it's,
0: because it's because it would be arranged marriages were traditional marriages
4: exactly and polygamy was traditional so so w- since we're in the uh the month of pride the, the reason why i was listening to uh, a podcast about this about the uh, uh why we have the marriage license so back early on in the um, early days of colonization here in america we were able, especially because marriage licenses were basically brought up of because of slaves, basically. So the reason why they had the uh, marriage license is due to, or you could only get married if you were uh, white. Anyone that was non-white, not get married. Because
0: they were property. And- well, Because they were property right, right. so you get a property marriage, it'd be like marrying cows or something you can't get your cows married and not that i i mean it's just property and i slavery is horrible and i'm not saying but i can understand where they're i see what they're they were doing there with like oh only white people they need
4: there were a, some puritans that did allow mixed marriages early huh. on until the government started to really form here in the country to where it was just like no no, none of you coloreds can get married, and definitely won't be any kind of mixed marriage for sure. Hmm. So that is basically kind of like the history, the speed round version of the marriage license, which I never knew about. That I it was wonder a- why I'm so afraid of
0: marriage. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that if you, because also when you get married, it's a it's a contract where you contract. legally own each other's stuff now which is why women came with a dowry because they couldn't own anything and their dads had to give them everything so their dads gave them stuff so they'd have stuff to bring to the marriage besides you know their own labor and ability to have babies but it was a it was a contract and that's the thing now is that the reason that it's good to have a contract is if you buy a house or something happens then you still get half but that's the thing too. I never needed any. I didn't ever need anyone to take care of me. I don't think anyone should well, that, need anyone to take care of them. And if if you uh, got married you know, and you're getting one, divorced,
4: no, I, I want I want my due part.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I didn't. I mean, I just didn't I take want, any of it. You,
4: that's too much pride for me. No, though. it's. I you know, mean, but it's.
0: It's I've not. Here, I. I never here. need anyone. I never wanted to get married in the first place. I don't believe in anybody taking care of me with their money i can take care of myself with i don't even believe in the concept of money it's therefore not, the no, entire said c-
4: their money it's it's our money it's our money not their money because that means you're excluding yourself out when that means you're not contributing to the marriage when you do contribute to the marriage so that is our you are one already so that mm-hmm. is why i believe in the fact of yeah if i'm with someone for a period of time and things don't work out I'm gonna do my due diligence. doing it. I can never pronounce that Goddamn work. Diligence. But the <laughs> I thing do is, do
0: my I, duty. To, <laughs> but but they don't. But the, it doesn't. You're what if what if I have more? What if I have more than he does? Anyways, what, what I still have to give him half? I think that people should be able to take care of themselves. Well, I think marriage is stupid. Marriage I think marriage is stupid. I think people should be able to take care of themselves. I'm sick of women being like, oh, I need someone to take care of me, or I need this. I mean. Uh, it feels like little boys now boys now men now Uh, like guys in their 25s and stuff they need women to take care of them they're like I can't do it on my own and I mean so the tables have kind of turned a little bit but I think everyone should have radical self responsibility
4: but how's that having a woman take
0: care of you especially if you go into a marriage and you're both working I mean it depends it, uh, I mean, it, I, it, it all depends that, that about family rules and if you both work or if you want to have kids. or it, I mean, things are all different now. The family structure is different. I just think that the whole institution is pointless. It's all about ownership. It's about fr- uh, people that are afraid of a relationship. If you can't fucking keep your man from cheating on you, then he wasn't your man to begin with. And any piece of paper that you get is not going to help you, sister. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people get married because they're like – they have oh, to show, I'm, so- I'm committed to this person. I'm committed to this person. Well, Jesus Christ, if you have to be so, I'm committed to this person. Maybe you don't I want to be committed to that person. Maybe you do want to fuck around. You probably will anyways, dude. Like, what is the, the contract of marriage gives you no safety. It gives, It's just a piece of paper. Uh, it,
4: it, I used to agree with that fact until, honestly, the marriage contract, especially, one of the reasons why a lot of people, especially in the LGBTQ community, fought for gay marriage is because having the fact of if their loved one, if their significant other is dying. Right. But that's different. That means if going a to the hospital. Is, uh, that spouse. Is, that, but that is that comes in. But that comes into the same contract as marriage. But and that's, that's the problem. Then is, that's a problem well, with it's hospitals. Not always about property and money.
0: But then that's a problem with hospitals because hospital. If someone is dying or sick, it shouldn't only have to be friends that can come in or family. It should be anybody. It should be any relation that you should be able to, you know, take care of them and share time with them. I don't. I don't. It's sad to me that you have to be married or you have to be quote unquote family. I think that's. I think that's a flaw in the medical system. I think there's so many flaws and I know well, that the whole medical system is. I
4: mean, my thing about the only reason why I've kind of changed a little bit on the whole marriage thing is because it is for protection. If something shall happen to me or my other partner as well, yeah. you know, and, ju- and just like mm-hmm. even my grandparents were married for 60 plus years, they were never divorced or anything, but if they weren't married, they had a lot of assets. They had an estate. So with that said, it is a contract. It has nothing to do with love. They should actually change the name to something else, honestly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but then but then that's right. the problem is that it's, it gets conflated into something that it's not. And then, and then that's what the religious right has a problem with is they stand behind it as this moral high ground. And that's the problem. Being married doesn't give you a moral high ground because I know married people that cheat. I know married people that are dishonest with one another. Oh, right. I know married people that embezzle yep. money from one another and are terrible people. And it doesn't give <laughs> or, or you a moral high ground. And, but, and that, but that's what's the dumb Whoa. thing is that they say, well, marriage is because, because I'm only having sex with this person. Fucking, why you gotta be such a fucking prude? I mean, I'm a pretty prudish person, but. Still, I'm not going to yuck someone else's yum, and that's the whole thing with this whole marriage thing, like, the gays shouldn't be able to get married. Why are you yucking their yum? What the fuck is wrong with you? Why can't you acknowledge the love between two people, or is it you just want to keep other people without money? You want to keep people without that ability to have that contract so that they can share things with one another because you're a selfish jerk face. Then say that. Don't say you in some moralistic high ground because a guy likes to stick his ppn and another guy's pooper. Who cares? Girls are doing that now too. Uh, 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 like that's happening all over. And like now they're like, you don't put it in your pooper, and it's like, but it, I, I, it's not a personal it's, choice for me. Where, where but I'm not going? gonna yuck your yum. I'm not gonna say don't. I mean, oral sex used to be like considered a moral hor- horrific, terrible, and some people still do think that. So it, it's it's the moral, it's the morality. And it's a false morality, too. Yeah, you're
4: talking more of, like, the evangelical, their false equivalent of what marriage is, which is, it is a sham. I totally agree. I mean, the thing is, with the whole marriage contract, when, and I'm going to go from, like, the evangel, evangelical route. They still, everything that you were just talking, I know why you're mentioning the anal sex and the oral thing, because— you have those people who think that they're better. And I'm going to speak to uh, evangelicals right now that think that, Oh no, that's savage. We won't do that. We believe in a traditional man and woman marriage when that's not even a traditional marriage. Right. You know, the whole thing, the whole thing is the whole Western culture has destroyed. And I just found it really fascinating. The fact of like that totally makes sense of, that's westernized marriage. That's not traditional. And, you know, the fact of the matter is just like, you know, getting married in a church and all this. And and they used to say, when you would put your vows in, for the women, they would have to say, the word was what? Obey. obey. Yeah. Which I'm so glad they got rid of that fucking thing. Some, yeah. I'm sure some religious people will have it in. A woman must obey thy husband. That, what I'm basically saying is, like, the whole sham of westernized marriage has nothing to do with, basically, with love. Right. It has everything to do with property. Mostly, and, you know, and it, it's just like, I mean, the reason why I haven't gotten married, well, first of all, I'm scared. <laughs> and secondly, um, it kind of takes away my independence. But also, at the same time, if I'm with someone, I've been with this person for a 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm now looking at the fact of, well, if something should happen to me or him, you know, what would be the case, you know, or, you know, if, you know, when we put our, uh, we put our assets together, we have property. So what it should be called is not a marriage license, a marriage contract. Sure.
0: (laughs) Well, and for for people that have things and stuff, And assets and property or whatever, children. children. I think that that sort of economic safety net with a relationship is important. But for me, and I only, and that's the thing. I'm a lone wolf, and I can only speak for myself. And and when I try to solve all the world's problems, it will never work because my because I am I am a lone wolf, and my (laughs) ideas are my ideas are different than other people's, and I don't want nor need anyone to take care of me ever. I can do everything by myself. I do not require anybody, and you can, I mean, I this is but not
4: I don't agree with that one. I'm a lone wolf.
0: I'm a lone wolf. You can't always do-
4: Everybody needs some kind of help. And I'm you know not what, though? How about, about this? How about marriage? this? I
0: don't want help anymore because every person who's tried to help me is just disappointing. All people do is disappointing. I find most people – I don't find you disappointing. <laughs> I think you're wonderful. But the majority of people in the world are shitty, and they will let you down. You cannot count on them for anything, even if you try to rope them into a contract. That's why I don't believe in the contract because, you know what, They're gonna du- they're going to fuck it up anyway. The only person I can be responsible for is myself, and I am radically responsible for that myself, and I expect nobody to take care of me. I will always pull my weight. I will always pay my way. I don't drive a car. When I need to get rides, I compensate the people in every way that I can, w- whatever ways that I can. I don't just take. I always try to make sure that there is a contract and there's an equitable exchange so that nobody is exactly bummed out That's
4: a it. form of help. Right. That's a form of help. Like, you know, the thing is, like, Marcus gets on to me all the time because, again, I can be very prideful where I feel like I don't need him. When he'll see me struggling and I'm too prideful to say something, he's going to be like, no, you need help. You, you actually let me help you. So, I mean, the thing is, we as humans always need some kind of help, just like you were talking about a few moments ago for, you know, someone to help you get you over to your destination that you need. But also too, with that, and I totally agree because I am the same way you, for you helping me comes a reward because I appreciate the fact that you did that when you didn't have to. So I'm going to also pay it forward to you for taking your time out to do something good because I really appreciate it. Right. So, I mean, nobody, I mean, there are lone wolves, but,
0: well, my you point. My point of- is that I got booked for the show, and I, I told him, um, well, you know, I don't, I don't have a car. I, I can, I'll just, I'll figure, I can figure out a ride. I didn't make it the booker's job to get me a ride. I made it my job, and if I couldn't have gotten transportation, I would have jumped out of the show and I, but i wouldn't have held anyone else res, else responsible for i been like oh i can't do shows anywhere else because i can't get a ride it's like i will find a ride i will figure it out well, that's i will yeah. I will find a solution and it isn't anyone else's responsibility but mine but my point it's about the lone about wolf being thing an adult. right and being an adult and most adults around me i find them boring <laughs> and disappointing <laughs> I had a feeling you're going to go there. No, seriously. I mean, it's, and I, I don't mean to be like a, a jerk about it, but it's just like no, you my standards. Jerk. My standards for myself are higher. My expectations of myself are higher than anyone could ever expect of me. And I always try to live up to my own expectations and I don't have expectations on other people because whenever I do, I'm just more disappointed. The only person, my, my whole point though is I have really high expectations for myself and I achieve them. And when I don't, I try not to beat myself up too hard, but I try to learn from those mistakes and see what happened and what could I do better next time. But the point is that I can create my own opportunities. I don't, It's no one else's responsibility except mine. It's like I was, you know, nobody else books me. No one has to book me. I run five weekly shows. I don't need anyone to fucking book me ever. If people don't think I'm funny and they don't want to book me, don't book me. It's fine. I can do it myself. I don't need your help. I don't need your help to get an audience. Do I like your help to get an audience? Yeah. Do I want access to the audience that you brought? Do I want to make as many people laugh as possible? Absolutely. But can I get that accomplished on my own? A hundred percent. Because nobody else, because no one's, very few people have thrown me a bone. So I'm used to it. there's
4: also that trust factor. Yeah, there's that trust factor. Because everybody lets me
0: down. Because the people that I was closest to a year and a half ago abandoned me. I'm supposed to be like, ooh, let me find new friends in comedy comedy so I can feel abandoned. No, I'm going to be a lone wolf. And I'm going to fucking lone wolf it. And I'm just going to be funnier. I'm going to get funnier. I'm going to do more jokes. I'm going to do more stage time. I'm going to write. I'm going to write my poems. I'm just going to keep hippie hopping along, doing my thing. And the people that want to be on board with it, like fuck yeah. And those that don't, I'm just not gonna lament it anymore because it's not a good look to be like, I don't know why people aren't helping me more. It's like, well, maybe because I sound like this whiny little bitch b- baby. But I, it, it doesn't matter because I'll, I just try not to take on too much so that I can continue completing the tasks that i need to and i i feel it when i get overwhelmed and so i've been trying not to let that happen um but we'll see <laughs> but how are you did you get your grades back
4: i haven't even looked because oh, i'm that's kind of... nervous oh really so I'm yeah sure i don't use. know why so i don't know why i'm nervous like school's been out so i'm gonna how about we look together yeah look them
0: up look them up let's look I them don't, up together i yeah. don't
4: know why like for some reason i always do this every time a semester is it takes me a while to check out my grades because i get nervous and i start beating myself up to the point of like
0: uh i love it i love being basically. graded i miss school so much i i miss i miss the idea of somebody telling me how to achieve what they, what they expect of me to reach the level of achievement to learn this knowledge or for whatever. And I like it when you follow the rubric and do what they say. And then they go, Hey, good job. Or, Hey, you didn't really get it.
4: What'd you get? What are your grades? I'm signing in right now. I'm like really nervous. Yeah. I get like, I mean, I've always been this way. Like, ever since like grade school where I would be like, you know, well actually it started like maybe like in sixth grade where I started to get scared about grades.
0: Um, well that's when they start putting the pressure on you cuz they're like if you don't get good grades in 6th grade how are you going to get in the advanced in the advanced placement in 7th grade and if you don't if you don't get in the advanced <laughs> courses in 7th grade you definitely won't be in an 8th And there's no way you're going to be in AP when you get to high school you're just not and if you don't get AP classes then when you're a junior is, yeah. if you don't get mm-hmm. A's then you're not going to go to college you'll never ever go and it's like you know what though just graduate <laughs> What you get? I got an A! Yay! I knew you got an A! I Yay! Fuck an A! Fuck an A! Fuck oh The I toy! It was get a B. The Sheriff of Truth! Of course you got an A! I got an A. Congratulations! <laughs> you should like make yourself a bowl of ice cream or something. No, I'm gonna go smoke some weed. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> go smoke some weed.
4: That's You've a good the idea.
0: Whole, the whole like,
4: that's so funny that you're mentioning, like, my grades and what I get. And school's been out. I'm seeing the grades have been out since probably, like, the week before. We yeah. And, like, I have been, like, waking up and nervous. And I was thinking about my grades where I'm like, geez, I probably got see. And, you know, like, you know those last few weeks when you're working on your final yeah. and you work so hard and you just, like, at the last couple of weeks you just don't give a F? Yeah. And I was starting to get well, I like that. I was starting to get that way where I wasn't applying as much. I wasn't trying to put my I put a lot of pressure on myself. Sure. That's the problem. And I worry too much. And so like I my midterm, I was disappointed because I got a B. Oh. Um, and then I have of course the final and uh our last uh paper, which was uh, joint two uh this uh, this fire. So yeah, I, yeah, I was like, I probably didn't do well. I I like to beat myself up, self loathing a little bit, you sure. know, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and so I I'm actually surprised. I'm actually proud of myself because I haven't been in school since 2013, you know, and especially doing it online. was oh, so hard. Total. Yeah. Online is a and then nightmare. And the stuff that I was, it, you know. For us to do, like, class, like, us to do group stuff was kind of hard. Uh, luckily, our group, we met up oh. uh, maybe, like, the last couple of weeks to film a commercial for our product. And so, you know, it, it's just like a whole new ball game to be in school. And especially the classes that I was taking with marketing and technology. The last marketing course I took was back in 07 whoa so, there's so a lot has changed when you know so i you know i didn't want to sound like an old part right in the class <laughs> you know talking about my space still in like Ha-ha. the early days of facebook Ha-ha. Of Ha-ha. advertising you know yeah
0: but yeah i'm actually thank you for making me thank oh me yeah i'm excited that you check out my grades i'm excited that you shared <laughs> that with me that's that's good Yay, no, thank
4: you. Because I wouldn't, you know what, I probably wouldn't have looked at them until someone forced me to, or <laughs> I probably would have drove myself crazy.
0: You got to rip off the so, band aid, baby. You. Just got to rip off the band aid, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so I had a little come to Jesus thing, I ripped the band aid off of my own psyche Ooh. this week. Well, and I just realized, um, that I and I'm gonna I'm gonna try so hard, but I I complain so much and I hate that about myself. And I feel like all of I feel like all my interactions are complaint based and that doesn't feel good. And I'm and so I was trying to think about ways that I could change that. But the the difference for me is that comedy. And Mutiny Radio is everything. Like it's completely personal to me because it's all I do. Like some That's people, well, some people have a job, and some people have like a, another hobby or a kid or a but house. Because this is your kid, right? Well, so but my entire world—I don't even have an, i don't even have another job anymore. I don't have a bar I hang out. My entire world became this very tiny thing of comedy and radio. And so other people, when they have comedy, they also have all these other things. They have comedy, but they also have family or friends, like people they go camping with or whatever, or they play skateboard hockey, whatever the fuck they do. Underwater basket weaving, they have a real job. So they have all these different compartments of their life where they spend time with people, right? And the only time that I interact with people is in the realm of comedy shows, mutiny radio, walking to comedy shows, walking to mutiny radio. Like that's pretty much walking it. The, well, open mics. In oh Yeah, walking to <laughs> Memphis. Oh, um, yeah, w- but walking to places in the city, um, going to other open mics. Everything I do, ev- except play with my cats. Okay? That's the only thing that's just like me, is me at my house reading books with my cats. I read a lot of books with my cats. Okay, so I got that, but other than that lonely time with my cat, which isn't alone because I love my cats, but other than that, all I've got is this comedy world. So I, I value it, maybe more than other people, or I have expectations of it that are more, or I, because it's the only thing in my life. And so, the question becomes: How do I? Do other things or if I do other things, will the wor- that that particular world suffer? But am I suffering because I take everything so personally because this is my entire world? Do you see what I'm saying? Like I feel like I need to get out and do something, but I don't know what that oh, is totally anymore. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I used to I used to hang out at Benders, but now I don't. Uh, so that was uh, like people. Right. That was like my, that was like my safe place to hang out where people accepted me and liked me and I didn't have to worry about, you know, all kinds of shit. And if I did, I took care of it and it wasn't a big deal. But in comedy, it's different. It's like, it's so different. It's like when you, when people don't, it it feels awful when people, I have a lot of enemies right now. And I hate that I have enemies because I just want to be liked. Like, that's my whole goal in life is to be liked. You have enemies. So many enemies. I have so many enemies right now in comedy. So many people don't like me. So many people don't like me. There are so many. You have
4: some haters. Yeah. You, You know what that means if you have haters? That means you're doing something good. That means you're doing something
0: Honestly, yeah, but I would rather be the person. I don't want to be the person that I want to be the person everybody likes. Like, there are all these comedian girls. There's comedian girls that people just like them. They book them, they like them, they're there, they do their thing, they're funny, they're great. I don't understand why I can't be one of those people that, like, you like me, you book me, I'm funny, it's great. But you know what? But that's okay. Fuck those people. You know why? Because
4: those haters are just going to make you stronger. And those haters are going to be wanting to come around you more. They're not going to be authentic, obviously. But the thing is, whenever you have haters, that means you're doing something right. That means they're watching you and they're watching your move. And that that means that. Wait just, a minute. See that that you know this is just what entertainment is, honestly. You know, or actually, it's not even just entertainment. Just in the world, when you know, even on social media. You could be posting something about a nice dress or a nice time. And there's always going to be somebody hating because they're envious of you for some apparent reason, no reason for it comes out of nowhere. Right. It's like, wait, what did I say to you? What did I do to you to deserve this kind of response?
0: Well, I've just, I've just been, there are a lot of people I've, I've been finding out. It just sucks because comedy is such a small scene, but I found out that like, You know, it just sucks to find out that someone had a party last weekend and I wasn't invited. Do you know what I mean? And that happens like every week. It just feels like high school all over again, like where all the cheerleaders on Friday, I'd be like, where's the party? Where's the party this weekend? And they'd be like, oh, there isn't a party. And then on Monday, they'd all be talking about the party. Do you see like, but then why? And so that's why, that's why I'm Benjamin Lone Wolf because I don't even fucking, I don't care. I don't want it. You know what? I probably didn't want to go to your fucking stupid party anyways. Like, I'm sure that you guys all had a great time at your fucking stupid party. I'm sure everyone's having parties all the time. And that's fine. I'm a lone wolf. You don't want to tell me about the party? You, that's fine. But, but that's you, the thing. If I close myself down, know. I'm tired of being open. I'm scared. Because every time I've been open to people, I get shit on. And then it fucking sucks. And I I just feel like I I don't have, I have, I don't have very many friends right now. I just feel like, and it's hard because I used to feel like I had a, a ton of friends. And now I, I, I feel like I can maybe I, count my friends on one hand. I feel some of those people
4: that you would call your friends kind of used you too, due to the fact that, you know, this was your space. Yeah. And they figured that they could take advantage or pretend that they're your friend due to you had something that they wanted. Meaning, like, if I befriend her, I can get more stage time or what have you. Because yeah. people are slick and
0: shifty like that. Well, and exactly, you know, we go back to my original point that people are disappointing. They're just every. They're just disappointments. They let you down every frauds, time. People are frauds. And the thing you said this last week,
4: and I'm glad you said this because I said this years years ago when I used to perform on that stage. You said this like you know San Francisco doesn't really have any comedians. These aren't real comedians here, and that also what you're saying, like what you said last week, kind of um, establishes that there's no sense of community. Yeah. It, like these people don't realize that in the in the world of comedy, they usually help each other. I mean, of course, you're always going to have jealous, envious people and haters that are trying to you know you know move past you or get to the goal before you, but there's also a sense of community in the comedy world. And especially when there's something like it's smaller here. So you would think that people would, you know, kind of have a little niche to help each other. But those people to me, those people aren't community. Those people aren't real comedians. They're not going to make it because this is why you're not completely alone with, because you always need someone to have your back. Right, those people obviously don't have your back, they don't even have your best interest. But what's going to happen is you're going to get more and more shows, you're going to be opening for more big headliners, and you're going to have these swarm of people these swarm of people coming around wanting to take a piece of Pam Benjamin, try to get some clout off you. And you need to, and those are the people that you need to be careful with because those are the people that don't invite you to the party. No, themselves. I know.
0: I know that I, I just hate to hear about, th- I just, it's so hard when you think like this person, this person who had a party, I helped them move six months ago.
1: I helped them
0: move upstairs, downstairs, upstairs. I helped them pack up and move across town in the middle of a day for no reason, just cause I just wanted to be helpful. And they just moved again. They just moved again. And they moved into the mission closer and had a housewarming party and didn't invite me and invited a ton of people I know. So then one of my buddies on Sunday is like, Hey, are you mad at me? Because I didn't show up to that party last night. And I'm like, what party? And he was like, Oh, I was like, I wasn't invited to any party. I was like, he's like, I was invited to the party. I'm like, I wasn't invited to the party. So when there are people that you thought that you were close to and they, have a party and didn't invite you didn't even like i'm like all right i thought we were close i guess we're not friends i guess we're not no, friends
4: well it sounds like they're an evil son of a bitch and they use people that's what it sounds like Or well, maybe they, they just don't, they don't like me anymore
0: i mean it's got to be something i did or said i can't imagine that they just turn no, on me for no you reason You
4: them when they need it they you need they needed your help so they used you for that time yeah. But the fact of the matter is like thinking they misled you thinking that you guys were cool. And it's, and here's the thing. If they were a friend or even an associate, they would have came to you and been like, hey, you know, if you did something wrong, that is. I hope they so.
0: Have, could, well, and that's the thing like, that's making me crazy is that I, I, right now there are a lot there are a lot of people that don't like me. And I know this. I know this for a fact. And I have no idea whatsoever what I did to any of these people. I have no idea what I've done to anybody except work hard, run mutiny radio, work my ass off during COVID, have tons of shows, get better at comedy, and cook for people when I can. Like that's and give it away. I can't. What did I. Why am I so. How am I the jerk? What makes you think? What what makes you think
4: it's even you? It sounds like if anything, it's more them. And if anything, and here's the thing, since we're all adults and I'm assuming, well, I'm assuming they're adults. You would think if you had an issue with me, you would come to me or you would stop supporting mutiny or you wouldn't be wanting to come and get stage time or, you know, all these things. If you had such an issue with me now, you're second guessing yourself where it's just like, wait, Did I do something wrong? I don't remember doing anything wrong.
0: Well, and that's where, that's what I keep coming back to is I must just have a horrific personality. I must, and then it's like, well, it uh -uh. must be that I complain all the time. So then I think, well, I complain all the time. I must not be that fun to be around. And then I think, okay, well, and then how, and then I think like, well, how can I be more, you know, likable? And then that just brings me back to when I was a kid, which is like, shut your mouth, look pretty, and smile a lot. Like that's how you get people to like you is to not share your opinions, to not be honest, but just look pretty and shut the fuck up. And I hate doing that. But and but the thing is at this point it doesn't even matter. There I can't even I can't even backpedal to a place where people like me because I don't even know where I went wrong except for being myself. And I don't want to not be who I am. But that's the only thing I can change to make myself more likable. But then I think like Am I truly that unlikable? I no. Know. I think I think sometimes the people,
4: especially here's the thing. With you having the business that you are in and what you do, you're going to have people like this coming around and taking advantage. I don't think it has anything to do with your personality. It has everything to do with what you got, what can I get from it, and, you know, I'm just going to use her at times when I need something because I've noticed there have been people that have come, came into mutiny uh, throughout the years who are, do that have that, those personality traits and which I never appreciate it. And I've seen, I mean, I've had a pop off on a couple people people uh, in the past of like, you know, you don't respect anything about this establishment. So why the fuck are you here? Right. You know? And It is just like, you know, you have a bunch of entitled people that come around and want to, I mean, they they just want to like benefit off you and don't even say thank you, you know, and, and to me, they were raised wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Their parents did a shitty job. Them people are going to have a a hard time in relationships and deal with others. And then the thing is, they're going to keep watching you come up and watch those people keep coming around. You're just going to have to take some raid and
0: spray them roaches. Well, and that's why I'm just... <laughs> spray them roaches away. All I'm doing is I just focus on Lone Wolf Benjamin. I don't need anybody. I don't need a boyfriend. I don't need a relationship. I I don't need anyone. I can do it all by myself. I can live. I can pay all my bills. <sighs> I can have all my stage time, I can smoke all my pot, and I don't need to, and I can read all my books and read my poetry and write it, and it's fine, and not, and just, you know, like, I just kind of, I'm just kind of waiting for some people in the world to not be so disappointing. Like, I used to, back in the day when I used to go to Burning Man and stuff, I always felt like there was sort of a selfless measure of people that did things for a group, not for their own like selfish endeavors but they did it because community is fun and and people are nice and people hanging out together is good and and I just don't and then that got got lost well I mean I'm coming (laughs) up on my 10-year anniversary of comedy and I think maybe it's just a thing that happens when you've been doing comedy for 10 years is you realize that comics are awful people and trying to be but I'm, i i legitimately like try to be a good person like i like i want to be as honest as i can be about all aspects of my life about people in it i want i mean yeah. i like to have a lot of fun i like maximum happiness
4: put air in
0: my tires <laughs> but yeah i feel like people are constantly letting the air out of my tires and but it's just yeah. comics are <laughs> comics are bad people and I just- Comics are egotistical narcissist assholes, but
4: I don't think some of them people you even, the dodo dodo faces, those dodo birds, yeah. that you, some of those people who like the person we're speaking of, I don't think they're real comedy. Well,
0: and then that's, comedy, then like, that's again, the... It's about community. It's about Is the community though... of comedy. And, and that's be. the that's and that's the question is and that's the other thing is that I understand what mutiny radio is I know it's like the community theater of comedy it's not Broadway it's but mm-hmm. you know community theater is important and it has its importance and it's okay? good for the community okay. and it's good for the people involved. I love community theater I've done so many community theater shows in so many different cities mm-hmm. in all different ages and aspects of my life and and musical theater and plays, the whole deal. And I think that community theater is important. There's the same thing, community college. You know, it's like, there's something about the word community. And I understand that Mutiny Radio isn't the punchline and isn't Cobbs, but I do try to create a community. And it's just hard when I see the community that I've continually tried to work on for the past 10 years And some of, almost everyone's been through these doors. Almost everyone's been on this stage in in one of its incarnations. And yet they still, but then they treat me like shit. And that's what makes me crazy is that you've been here. You've experienced the joy and wonderment of the thing I'm trying to do. And you diss me and you don't book me and you don't like me. And then it makes me go, okay, it's just my personality. People don't like me because I'm Pam. And I guess they don't like that so but no. I'm not gonna change who I am I can't no I, I can't I can't change who I am I, I don't know how to do that and here's the bad thing because I've been so stressed out about this my eating disorders coming back in a pretty big way not like I'm oh no I haven't thrown up or anything yet but I have been really I've been really calorie conscious and I've been really down on myself about. Which is it's just super vanity right there. An eating disorder is absolute vanity. It's the worst. It's the worst vanity of them all. It's like, I'm so concerned about my body that I'm being stupid with it. But like, those are all my issues that come up when I, when I feel like the community that I've been an integral part of building and maintaining negates me, that's when my Fucking control issues and eating disorder issues come right back up because I'm like, something I'm doing isn't good enough. Some part of me isn't good enough, and I have to fix it. And the only thing I know how to fix is the way that I look. So, because I don't know what else. The only thing I can control, I can't control the way people feel about me, but I can control what food I put into my body. You know, I can control how many drugs I'm taking. I can control that. So it's just, it's just hard. I don't know. You, where's you? You have a, but you have family. You have like a circle of friends outside of like, cause you didn't have work either. So what's your circle of life been? It's like your boyfriend and.
3: Uh, That
4: and then just people being in my bubble. Right. You know, and then I guess the good thing about it is like, you know, not being around like negative people and stuff like that. Sure. Cause I'm, in, I'm in my own for me anyway, so why would I want that? Um, but you know, it, it it's you know, I guess I can say that I've been blessed to be around. Basically, weed out the shitheads in my life. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, it, you, there, there's just like. That's because being the only, well, I was raised as the only child. And so I take friendships like siblings, you know, I have like, you know, I treat my friends like my sisters and my brothers. Right. And so, you know, it's a family to me. And so when you kind of betray me or use me or, you know, do any of those things to hurt me, I, you know, I try to get rid of you. (laughs) You know, it's... (laughs) You know, it's just you know, but I you know also too, I meant we talked about this, you know, one of my one of my best friends who is sucked into that QAnon and On cult, you know, he's messaged me and I hadn't messaged him back, you know, the person that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Right. Because, you know, he said some disparaging things. He and he's gone, out, he crazy, gone he's gone crazy go nuts.
0: He's gone crazy go nuts. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And so it's just like, well, what am I supposed to do if I can't talk to this person like a normal human? My right. friend is gone right, right now, and I don't know if they're going to come back. Mm-hmm. So rather than me pull my hair out, I'm just going to pull the plug
0: for now. You right. Know? Sure. So that's, and that's hard I don't put because when they, it when, when they're, I pulled the plug on some people because of their um, anti Black Lives Matter rhetoric and their um pro pro-republican stances on so many issues to the point where i just said we have i i can't i, I can't understand where you're coming from on anything i don't want to have any conversations with you every conversation turns into this opposition and so we just need to that's it we're done because yeah it's a mindset that i it is so hard for me to have empathy for people who don't see the empathetic movements that have been occurring it's like people who are like fuck me too fuck women or you know don't this or the and the all lives matter all lives matter what about white lives what about uh asian lives what about and i'm like come on if you Anyways, we've gone through that in the past, but that kind of like, and I don't, it's like double negative empathy. Like I can't have empathy for people that have no empathy, but maybe I should or something. So I've had to cut off some, and I think everyone did during these polarizing times. I think a lot of people dumped people off the, that used to be on their social medias and, um. And they just and and that's the crazy thing, because now Facebook has become so polarized that all of the fucking fascist QAnon Republican cunt face weirdos, KKKers with their anti like all of them are over there just spouting all of their dumb memes to each other about Biden being old and all my dad's weird memes so I never have to see any of that. But then on our side, it's the same thing. We've polarized all these commie, pinko, liberal, Democrat weirdos sw- swinging all the way to the left, and they're doing all their memes and all their things, and and so and that's all I see because I'm in that camp. So it's like, even social media is keeping us strangely divided. Yeah. What do you think uh, about what Ka- Kamala yeah. said? What do you think about what um, Kamala said this week in Guatemala? Did you hear about this? Oh, what she said. Oh, no,
4: she went down she to say? Guatemala
0: and she was like, Don't come to the United States. Don't send us refugees. Don't do it. Stop it. And I was like, you went into their country to tell them to stop like escaping oppression. Let's see if I can find it up, and then this will be the last thing, and then I'll and then I'll let you go. Cause I've got to um I've got to figure out all my I've got a I've got to write down all my sold out reservations for tonight and and get ready for the the stuff tonight Kamala Guatemala Guatemala Let's see Kamala Guatemala uh, seeing the Guatemala <laughs> the Kamala Harris must never see Guatemala Harris tells undocumented to stay away from US border Experts weigh in on Kamala Harris's trip to Guat. Oh Guatemala, Mexico. So um Harris's blunt message in Guatemala do not come to the US. Okay, let me read a little bit of this when so it comes out. Uh, in a test of her fledgling diplomatic skills, the vice president sought to foster hope while also deterring migration from Central America. <laughs> Guatemala City, Vice President Kamala Harris arrived in Central America this week on a delicate diplomatic mission. Offer a message of hope to the people of Guatemala and other countries in the region, but discourage them from trying to cross U.S. southern border because they won't be welcomed in the U.S. on the other side. Her approach on her first foreign trip as vice president was clear. Be blunt. That one plods from local activists and city society leaders as a solid start but also highlighted the gulf that remains between the us and guatemalan governments particularly when it comes to cracking down on corruption harris's ability to close that gulf will ultimately be the most important test of her fledgling diplomatical skills not to mention her political agility in the positions herself for a possible future presidential run the goal of our work is to help guatemalans find hope at home harris said in a press conference At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in the region who are thinking of making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come, she added. I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. Both Harris and Giamatti said their dialogue, including Monday's two-hour meeting at the Palais Nacional de Cultura, has been frank, candid, with both sides directly addressing what they want to and where their concerns lie. We don't have time for glossing over concerns we have, but we have to be very frank in conversations about the importance of an independent judiciary. We had a conversation about the importance of a strong civil society, Harris said, nodding to the areas where blah, 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 blah. Okay, so what do you think? What do you think about her telling people from Guatemala do not come. Um,
4: I, I agree. You know why I agree? Okay, there's two parts. The reason why I agree, because there's a lot of issues going on with a lot of people still in these um, these camps. Mm-hmm. You see, we're not talking about uh, the kids in the camps anymore or these people that the uh, detention centers. So that's another reason. Plus, there's a high, high... Uh, uh outbreak i believe still of uh the virus oh and a jesus lot of people have not gotten shots on top of and here's, here's okay another you thing. already but you changed I,
0: I, my empathy is has completely swung to the other side you just brought up multiple absolutely great concepts there's still people being deported thing. at the border you're great and thank you keep going yeah here's another thing though So how are they
4: supposed to stay in Guatemala when it was the United States that set up all these coups and that destroyed Central and South America? Mm. We did this. Imperialism did that to Mm. these countries. So the thing is, she and it's funny, Joe Biden sent uh, Kamala to do the dirty work, find it very funny. Uh, But the thing is, what are we going to do in the United States since this country is the one that fucked it all up.
1: Yeah,
4: yeah. How, what are we going to do to make sure their economy goes great? Oh, wait, we can't even fix our own shit. So now you just have, you, you're just telling these people, don't come to the United States, just stay here. And hopefully you don't get murdered and shot. Which right. Same thing could happen here on your way to the United States. I and mean, it's so dangerous. It's both both, play, both ends are dangerous yeah. for these people. And it's really, really sad the fact that though she's, I appreciate her being her blunt, being blunt about that statement but i really wish people would talk about the history of why these people right. are running away Absolutely. from their country when they most of them would love to stay but they can't stay because of what imperialism
0: has done right yeah well you bring up the great great points about the covid too because we finally you know kind of got this under suppression and and figured out the herd immunity thing and everything seems to be you know, we're not going for a third wave, hopefully, or whatever. I'm really excited for the future, right? And then, what happens Some if we're just open
4: more. our borders
0: yeah. and go, "Hey, everybody, come on in. Where you come from? Who what you got? Got a little uh, Yeah. This would not. What was this the? This would not be the time. Mm-hmm. What was the virus? Ebola or something will come next. Ah! Cool. Well, well, I'm glad you, you know, changed my mind on that because a bit beginning when I heard her saying all that about do not come, I'm like, the United States is built on immigration. Let them come. And now I'm like, you know what? You actually brought up some <laughs> salient points. No, got to Got to stay safe. We're we're in, we're
4: imprisoning these refugees yeah. right now. The ones that are still still in the border from like a couple years ago during the Trump administration. Yeah, yeah. All we're gonna do is have more crowds of people. And more people in these camps. And that is unfair to them. Yeah. But it's also unfair to them the fact that we haven't taken responsibility for imperialism of, of what they've done. What yeah. are we doing to help other than for, for, uh, forming coups for them in these uh, banana
0: republics? Right. I know we're buying. Are we? Have the, my question was, are, are we still buying bananas? I had a banana this morning at yeah. Trader Joe's. So, And, you know, the organic <laughs> one is only six cents more than the inorganic one. Which I think is kind of weird. I'm like, I'll pay the extra six cents for an organic banana. It Tastes better, I think. Hey, no pesticides. Is that what it is? I I I just I just yeah. spend the extra six cents, and they taste they taste better. So I didn't know I didn't know what the answer was. Well, you've figured out all the answers for me, Latoya. You're never a disappointment. You're always a good friend, and you're um just fucking rad person, I and I appreciate you, you. and I love and you I too. Just want, and I
4: want I just want people in the podcast world to know like you are very patient with people the thing is you have to learn how to be raised correctly and have common sense and critical thinking skills yeah. if you don't have or take re- accountability mm-hmm. if you don't have any of those how are you supposed to be enough be a friend with an, a, a real an adult
0: right I know what does friendship mean anymore I just feel like maybe it's just mm-hmm. I hang out with too many comedians. It's like all, hey, you got a show you're gonna put me on it? Like that's what friendship is. Like people putting each other on shows. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah.
4: And, and and actually friends help each other move and friends right. you, and invite people to parties. Oh wait, I guess you're not a friend. I know. I saw I see this was only one sided. Yeah. That's
0: the worst.
4: I know and <laughs> Sorry, I keep getting that is, it just irks
0: me. No, it irks me too. And I've got and I've got a comic right now who's pinging me like crazy because they want to be on my sold out show tonight and I'm like I, I always leave a tip set open for one lucky comedian who shows up and supports the show we'll see who it is but I, I mean it's booked and you're not booked on it <laughs> not you <but> the person <laughs> the person who keeps texting me and texting me like are you sure I can't, get, you can't give me like five minutes man what, what have you done for me lately it feels like feels like I do all the heavy lifting and yeah. everybody else gets all the benefit so I'm actually. Yeah, I don't like yeah. people
4: who are that thirsty. I don't. I don't trust people who are that thirsty all the time. Wow.
0: No. <laughs> I've learned thirst is real. I've been have been learning so many lessons, and I, I forget that I'm powerful, and then I'm remind, Then my power gets to my head, and then I realize. I remember I have to be humble, and then I get too humble, and then I get hurt, and then I recognize my power again. Like it's a constant cycle of like, when will I just feel comfortable? Like not nauseous all the time. And yeah. when I check my phone, that something terrible is going to be on it. Like, oh, well, it'll all work out in the end. You'll see. That's what
4: I think about that. Happy thoughts. You got to out. You I got, got two show. shows You got to go.
0: Yeah, I get to go. I get to go tell jokes. Yeah, no, I'm not going here. I love stage time. I'm so happy on stage. I'm never more happy than the 10 minutes that I'm on stage. And hopefully I get 15 today. So, and I can take whatever I want out of Cienzo. I'm going to take 15. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. You're the best. Congratulations on your A. <laughs> You're super smart and super wonderful. And, and congratulations um, I, about your shows tonight. Thank you, and I hope to see you soon.
3: Yeah. Have a good show. Thank you, Latoya, the sheriff of true. Latoya, the sheriff of true.
0: There she is. Well, that. That has been the AltaCast for today. I'm going to play us out for the last hour here with some Bughouse Square because it's so good! I love it! Um, Thanks for listening to All My Problems. I'm sorry I'm such a whiny little cunt face. Come see some comedy.
3: Obrigada.
2: Hey, uh, what's going on? Um, I got the windows open, man. There's all kinds of background noise. Listen to it. Dig, dig. That's a tugboat. That's a plane going by. Oh, it's a (laughs) freeway. I think that's a solar flare. I'm not sure. All kinds of stuff. Hey, uh... Yeah, it's Bug Out Square. It's a thing we do every Tuesday, six to eight. Uh Mutiny Radio. Uh at the uh corner of twenty first and Florida in the beautiful mission where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. And it's uh it's dark now. <laughs> I'm like trying to I'm trying to find a good uh uh gain structure here. Uh yeah I don't know if you're hearing that buzz but I am it's more of a hum anyway uh I'm working on it I really am I, it's like I don't know it's so hard because you get uh, like computer stuff that like like always goes and then you've got like old stuff that always works so I'm trying to like make the old stuff work with this barely working older new stuff it's a shame, because you pay a lot of money for things that are uh that go obsolete, you know it's like shit, man, you've spent a thousand dollars on a computer, and um all right, granted, I didn't spend a thousand dollars on this computer, and it is over ten years old uh but you know shoot it uh. It looks good, you know. I haven't I've treated it well. Uh, I keep it clean. Anyway, uh yeah, so um it's been a good week for me. I'm I, I'm finally I'm kind of uh letting myself feel decent, you know. And uh not that I don't like let myself feel like decent, but I'm letting myself kind of in uh as uh uh I'm just going to say it right now, I'm, uh, I'm, God, I don't want to say I'm a Democrat, but that's who I voted for, and I'm glad that, uh, you know, I'm glad. So, if, you know, if Trump was your boy, you know, there you go. He was not my boy. Uh, let's see. Um, other than that, it's, it's great. It's like now, you know, (laughs) it's like you don't, there was just so, it was just so much, uh, tension and, and hatred, you know, and I know that shit is always going to be there, but it's like, that is not the way everybody feels, you know, it's like some feel that and it's like a good chunk of people. But it's not everybody and it's a it's it's a minority of people who feel that way there's a whole lot of people uh, a whole lot more people who uh, can enjoy life or or seek to find that um, uh, levity and enjoyment in life and do it and make it happen and and laugh and and have their peeps around them you know that's that's what it is. That's what it is. And it's so it's, you know, and it's so if you are, uh, uh, you know, look for your people, look for, look for your, uh, your good times, the, the quiet, happy or loud dancing. And, and, you know, I know. And, uh, good news in the COVID front. There is, uh, you know, these, uh, you know chemistry will uh, help us out it has in the past um, it's not going to be right away everyone's got to be like cool about it I don't know um, it's it's just a shit shit, shit show because again, you know it's oh fuck you're on my rights um. Yeah, I. You know. It's like holding back a, trying to hold back a, a flood. You know, you can't. It's like the the ma- You got to do. You got to. You got to. You got to try and do it. Um. At least acknowledge it. Shit, man. Yeah. You, you got to acknowledge it. <laughs> Right? It's like dangerous shit. Anyway, uh let me grab these records. I'll tell you what we listen to. Hold on. That was a good set. I liked that. I like that. Uh we had Joni Mitchell in there, uh ladies of the canyon. Uh before that was the Roaches. If you were like, whoa, who is that? That was Roaches and they were they're the uh sisters that are just have uh Excellent voices. And then they, like, uh, I don't know the whole thing, but they're uh, in with, like, uh, Robert Fripp and Tony Levin and all the, like, uh, um, that whole uh, King Crimson thing there. But – and then before that, we had Laurie Anderson uh, for uh, Big Science record. Uh, Before that, the Kinsey Report – uh, backdoor man. I don't know. I mean, I like the Kinsey. I got to find a better record. Cause this, this is edge of the city and it's just, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's so eighties. It's, it's, it hurts. It hurts to listen to sometimes. Cause these guys are so good. And, uh, uh Kinsey, one of these dudes, the guitar player was in the whalers and there's there's some cuts out there that I haven't found. I just found this at the records, uh, at a swap, uh, market and picked it up but yeah disappointed uh before that from the latin dance <laughs> just latin dance party uh it's stereophonic and uh there's all kinds of shit so uh, we did the bossa nova no we did the uh we did the merengue right yeah the piano merengue i don't know who that was uh piano merengue is all it said uh elvis gi blues um I, <laughs> this, this record is so tore up i can't imagine that someone would like listen to it that much but this is elvis from the gi blues we did the title cut um yeah he did you know a bunch of movies and every movie there was a record so that's from the gi blues uh before that we had um um uh, 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 Jefferson Airplane from the Bark record, uh, Pretty As You Feel. I like that song uh, because uh, it's true. Um, let's see. Folk songs. We did shenandoah <clears throat> That's a good one, man. I have to learn that song. I got to learn that one. Uh, UFO we did from their live record. We do... Uh, uh, Love, uh, oh, God, what's it called? Love, uh, love again, always love, love, love to love you, love to love. <laughs> that was good. That was fucking epic. Uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, we did Battlefield and the song before that, just because it's, like, so intense. Uh, this is, like, music that I listened to when I was <laughs> fucking pre-teen. I don't know. I don't know what. I it probably ca- uh, yeah. Um Madman Across the Water we did from uh, Elton John, the title cut from that record. That's just uh, I will visit that often. Yes. Uh another one that I could get to <laughs> a couple of few times a year. Uh Rolling Stones from the uh her Satan uh, her satanic majesty's request. Uh I remember playing that <laughs> for <laughs> the family and uh uh it was it was it was stressful it uh was a not that particular song but there's stuff in there that is it's not like too soothing anyway that's what that gold finger all right uh gold finger and th- that was my little uh donald trump farewell the uh from The Wizard of Oz, uh, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, and Goldfinger. I'm sorry, but if you're a fucking Trump lover, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm reaching my hand out <laughs> to, like, hey. Uh, but uh, he's done. And uh, is that an aberration? You know, there's... I know people are listening to this or into that uh i'm not but you know i mean i i i don't know i'm i work (laughs) i work hard and i uh i struggle and uh, i appreciate those who do but that man did not help my struggle in the least all right in the fucking least, so if you were, if that's your guy, man, you gotta like, you gotta look into it. You know, I don't know. There's sometimes there's things where you're like, ah, you know, I don't know. Right from wrong though, Jesus Christ. Uh, segment we do here, it's called Rise from the Basement because it's no lie, and the basement were miles apart. No surprise, gonna rise from the basement. And what it is, it's uh, home recording. Any style, any genre. This has to be recorded where you live, where you sleep. So people send me stuff. So um, we're gonna go to this. Uh, hold on. Hold on. I got. I got. I got. to plug this, done this. All right. There you go. I. I uh, I didn't plug that in. Let me go back to where this is. I have total control of this now because I've I feel like. Uh, <laughs> all right, no, we don't want that. We want this? This is uh, full uh, uh full grown men, M I N full grown men. If you dig this? It's on band camp and we're going over here. Touching that. This is uh, filth from the front. By full M-I- full-grown min, L G R O W N M I N full-grown min. This is uh, nighttime searching oscillations in the old quarter. All right. Um, hold on, let me get this. Uh, all right, I'm touching this, and then it should happen, right? We've got dots rotating in a circular thing, and... Here we go. jimmy hendrix by god it was uh we're going back to the basement uh let's see this is uh nicholas edwin uh n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s-e-d-w-i-n the songs called brown paint it goes like this let's see well let's see we're gonna tell you anything about nicholas um uh, now he's out of Chicago so let's see let's see what this is brown paint this is um, we got that turned up I'm touching that uh, it has accepted my request processing <coughs> Yes, yes, that was uh, shriek back, Uh all lined up. Uh, we're going back to the basement. This is, um, I'm going to say his name, man, because uh, he just sent it to me. Uh, uh, I hope there's no one after you, Nicholas Magowski, uh, out of Chicago. <laughs> the Chicago Muskowsk- Magowskis. Um overbite air uh yeah uh we're going here we go this is called bury him quick if you dig this look for uh nicholas uh what nicholas edwin dude you sent me something earlier double dipping man all right we're gonna do it because uh, uh i like your style man you're <laughs> you're in there uh bury him quick i <laughs> the Yeah, that's Elvis Costello. Um, God, what was the name of that? Um, Uh, You Belong to Me. Right? Yep, I checked. You Belong to Me. Um, We're going back to the basement. This is... Hold on, let me grab this. This is... I... uh, they got the best name. This is uh Awesome Sound. <laughs> That's the name. So if you dig this, uh look for Awesome Sound on Bandcamp. Uh the song is uh from their uh Colossal Clone record. It's called oh man, it's like French and I, I'm just I can't even like I'm sorry. Uh uh Suis uh L'herbe Uh, 1983, so I think this is something about Serge Gainsbourg, (laughs) if I had to guess, hold on, I'm turning that up, Uh, I'm touching this, come on, Uh, I'm touching it, oh man, it's like French, I thought, alright, the circles, here we go.
1: i important line. I walk through these doors right into modern time I walk a bit too fast to get you
3: that's got shall get them that's not shall lose so the bible says, and it still is news mama may have papa may have but god No. Creation skill, crusted I want but don't take too much. Mama may have, Papa may have, but God bless the child. That's got his own. That's got his.